This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4 Z out of Brisbane, Australia. Next up on the show, I'm talking to some of the good people at the Asperger's Centre in Virginia, which provides service to people with Asperger's Syndrome from children to adults with the opportunity to teach the, reach the individual potential to benefit society by full and effective acceptance, participation and inclusion in the community. Established in 1995, the centre has supported parents, carers, families, individuals, service providers and professionals on a shoestring budget. All the good work they're doing, I'm talking about with them today. So have a listen to this interview with uh, the ladies at the Asperger Centre. Um, I'm Stephanie Evans. Um, I've got a son who's 30 and um, uh, I'm a director. Hi, I'm Nicola Rouse. Uh, I'm a director uh, here. I've got two children on the spectrum. Both teenagers now. <laughs> Come and go. And I'm the newest person to join the uh, ASA and I'm Christine Schultz and I've got a teenage son and he's uh, just joined the youth group and I've joined as the events coordinator. Awesome. So all three of you have children on the spectrum, is that correct? Yes. Yes. Ah, so would it be fair to say that the Asperger Centre is run by families that have people in their family on the spectrum? Yes, their parents, grandparents, and quite often, say, uh, people who are connected some way with people on the spectrum. That's awesome. So can you tell me, um, why was the centre set up in the first place? We set up 23 years ago as a, a group of seven parents who had children just newly diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and there was hardly any information available. And um, Professor Tony Atwood, he was uh, the main uh, professional who we sought out. And uh, with him, we set up the support group and uh, it just grew very, very quickly. Mm. Um, So what does the Asperger's Centre offer to people on the spectrum that they can't get in other services? So um, we support parents and family members, work colleagues and um, actually the wider community uh, with everything pertaining to Asperger's. In particular, say, um, when there are issues arising, quite often we receive crisis calls here when if they've tried to do everything and and nothing works, so that's when they call us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we mainly support them. We also have got a large resource lending resource library here. We've got professionals on board. Um, so in, the, in several groups. So we've got a youth group, we've got a echidna group for 5 to 10-year-olds, we've got an adult support group, we've got parent support group, and outside support groups as well in Sherwood and in um, Mount Gravatt. And um, then we have a technology club that comes here which teaches kids doing all sorts of fancy stuff in regards to IT. Wow, that's quite a range of services you're offering there. Can I ask you, yes. as, as parents of, of children on the spectrum, how invaluable is it to you to have a service you can go to where they know all about the condition your children have? I think it's vital. Um, as Stephanie said, there's, there's often times where you know families are in crisis. You've tried every strategy or perhaps you're new to the diagnosis and your children... Um, or, or family members are in a crisis mode, and often hospitals and other professionals just don't understand the variety of um, inputs, I guess, that may actually be causing, you know, the, the crisis moment. And you know, ASA has been wonderful at um, helping sort of decode 
some of the behaviours um, so that some different strategies can be put, you know, to the um, situation. Mm-hmm. Do you find um, you, get, you get new parents coming who've just had their child's just been diagnosed and wondering what they can do? Yes, absolutely. Um, desperate for information, um, <laughs> I guess, is, is sort of where, where they are. Um, mm. And they sort of join us. We uh, have a chat. We sort of try to understand their situation and their children and, you know, help guide them with different therapies and different ideas um, and discuss, you know, their individual situations and let them know that we're here for them. So uh, would there be, so have support groups for parents as well as the children, is that right? That's right, yes. Yes. And because we deal with all ages, so like myself, my son is now 30, so I can they talk to the younger parents and tell them what we went through mm-hmm. and that helps them immensely to, to make decisions. So people who are on the, on the spectrum have a quite a wide range of behaviours, don't they? There's a, uh, as, as being a spectrum as it is, they, they can yes. be very uh, normal seeming and be able to converse and socialise with other people and then others are much more withdrawn. So do you see that range at your centre or is it all, all on the um, high functioning end of the spectrum? I think I think the best way to describe that is yes and yes <laughs> and no, <laughs> and and I guess that's because it depends on the day. Um, we also, we look at sort of I guess the functional impact of Asperger's and, and autistic spectrum conditions. Yeah, and what that means is that any given day, there may be a sensory input, there may be an emotional input that actually puts everything out of balance and make that person unable to function as they would, you know, tomorrow or the day before. Um, <laughs> I think people well, sometimes have the perception that, that, that um, Asperger's is a discrete condition compared to other forms of autism and that it's uh, that, that, that those people are, are more normal, if you, for want of a better sure. word, whereas yeah. the other people need a lot more support. And there was, uh, I think, last year or the year before when they changed the DSM regarding the... Uh, the way they diagnose Asperger's, was that a problem for people who come to your service? Um, it has created a bit of an issue, but um, uh, the professionals here in Australia, they have taken on the DSM-5, but interestingly, Australian government haven't taken it on. They still work under the DSM-5 and the DSM-4. Mm-hmm. So even the NDIS you know, has got Asperger's and autism separate. So um, we just have to wait and see how that goes in the future. Uh, in Europe, they have got another uh, system, I think it's called ICD, and the ICD has been rewritten. They also have got autism Asperger separately. And if you talk to the person on the spectrum, so especially with Asperger's, they say they're not autistic, autistic and the autistic person said they're not Asperger's. So there is a divide. <laughs> it's a bit confusing for the, uh, the is, person yeah. new to it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So um, when that happened, was that uh, something that you thought might threaten your funding in some way? Um, not particularly because we all come under the autism spectrum. Um, no, but what has changed is the NDIS has changed everything. Then yeah. the NGOs who have been dealing with disabilities, they are really uh, short on funding now because the uh, state government and the federal government have not supported them. And uh, so we are just trying to survive more or less until the NDS comes in. So what has been your main form of of funding since you began 23 years ago? Well, we we receive a small amount from the state government. It doesn't cover the rent. 
and everything else has been fun, uh, so fundraised. And um, all of us are volunteers here as well, so mm. we don't have any overheads in re- regards to wages. When, when people come and visit our centre, they are amazed what we actually do um, because when you hear that we're a volunteer organisation, they more or less discard us in a way, but um, when they come here, we're a fully run business. That's amazing. So can you tell us about your current fundraising campaign? Because as you say, the NDIS is threatening the funding of a lot of small organisations. Is this one of your solutions? Well, one of the other mothers and myself, we joined the youth group last year and we got so much out of it with our boys that when the call came out to ask for volunteers to work at the centre, we jumped at it because we got so much benefit of doing the... uh, uh, youth group and sharing um, all the help and support with some laughter and tears along the way um, that we thought, let's give back. And we were lucky because, you know, our circumstances allowed us with, you know, work commitments, family commitments and whatnot to give our time back to the association. Mm-hmm. And when we started working here this year, we realised just how much work goes into um putting things together and looking at fundraising and doing all the work that needs to be done with getting funds into the organisation. So it was quite funny. Our kids actually said, well, Mum, just ask for money, you know, because an Aspie will just come straight out and tell you point blank what you need to do. And we thought, well, as parents, we don't know enough people to just ask that. So, of course, we need to go out to corporations and the greater public to ask for help. So we thought, let's set up the GoFundMe campaign and ask the broader Brisbane uh, public and the, um, you know, people that have families that are on the spectrum if they can actually help with the GoFundMe campaign. Mm -hmm. So we've put the page up, which is the gs.me slash u slash slash hf5yqm. Such a mouthful. I do (laughs) apologise. It's okay. Um, I'll link it to the Facebook page for my show as well. Oh, thank goodness. because we really want people to get behind us with the fundraising because it's such a huge effort mm. to get in there and help support such a wonderful organisation which is run by parents just like us that want to help our kids with all the efforts that is currently being set up by the organisation to help them help other families. Yeah. And future families. Yeah. Okay, well, let's hope that um, this interview helps to make that happen. But before I um, wrap up on the issue of your fundraising, can you tell me, being mothers of, of children who have attended the Asperger's Centre, give me a feel-good story, something that's really changed your lives from being involved in this centre. Okay. Last year, my son, um, and I'm not one to share personal information because I'm a very private person, But it was one of the worst years of my life. And it was Struggle Street. It really was. So the professionals actually suggested the youth group. And we were really lucky because we not only got to come and attend the the centre, 
But we saw how much that friendship bonded with the other kids coming to the centre. They got to meet like-minded kids just like them. The parents got to actually meet other kids. And we saw such a huge change in, in our, our child, but also the other kids. Um, so at the beginning of the year, it was really hard for us and we struggled. But towards the end of the year, we saw such a different child. And that's why we actually said last year when we were donating that we wanted to give back because we got our son back. We got a different boy back. And if we could help another family just like ours, it was worth us giving our time. What a difference that community support makes. It's amazing. And, and again, professionals are, have their place in, in, in people's lives. But I think what happens here is that it's more hands-on. It's more something you can take home because yeah. the profession is quite often quite cl- clinical and um, that doesn't gel with home life quite often. Mm. Yeah, and, and they're, also, they're short and, and sweet, aren't they? You don't get a long session with a professional. You, you, you've no. got to go on with, <laughs> by your own yeah. after that. <laughs> that's yeah. right. And you don't get to know them really yeah. because that's an artificial situation where they are. Mm. And one of our accidental parent support groups, um, they've enrolled their children in the program called The Lab. And we all, you know, the parents, we all sit together. Um, and it became an accidental support group by parents realising that they weren't alone. Yeah. They could share stories. They could share experiences regarding anything and everything and that no topic was off limits. And we've had a chance to have a laugh about ourselves and our situations and just sort of lighten it up a little bit. Mm. And that itself has been therapy. And some of the parents at the end of last year said, oh, I no longer come just to drop my child off. I actually come for me. (laughs) (laughs) And and that was really, really um, exciting for us because it sort of created or it showed that there's such a need. But it also showed that there was just... um, that community spirit and that freedom to just, you know, let it all out. Mm. You know, have a cry, have a laugh um, and know that you're in a safe place. Exactly. There were parents, there was mums, there was dads coming. Yes, and grandparents. Grandparents. And you never know who's going to turn up in a session, (laughs) so you never know what the conversations are going to be like and whether somebody comes with laughter or, as I said, somebody comes with tears. You all come with that feeling of helping each other because we're all in it together and we all want to support each other. And as I said, the other mum that volunteers with me, I know she's going to be listening to this program and she's going to be sitting there cheering us on. (laughs) And um, we're here to help other families just like ours. And we want Brisbane to get behind us so that we can help those in remote areas and those that struggle with the same things that we struggle with. But to do it, we need money, and that's the bottom line. We need help to help others. Yeah. I mean, being a parent is hard at the worst of times, but when you've got children with behavioural issues and communication issues, it must be so much harder. I can't imagine what it what it's like for you. So let's hope that this fundraising campaign can... Uh, help your centre to keep going and keep providing what sounds like really good support to the local community. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thank you.
You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.